When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to another Headlines episode here on the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. Here on Headlines episodes, we cover the need-to-know environmental headlines in 15 minutes or less. There's no ad break today. Easy breezy, let's do it. Now, we do have a little bit of a theme this week, and it has to do with business as usual. You read the title of today's headlines. We're talking about corporate interests and the status quo. We're going to start off today with some interesting findings that were released from Net Zero Tracker this week. Net Zero Tracker is a group that monitors progress on corporate and government climate pledges. We've all heard the pledges, right? A company makes a bold statement like, we'll be net zero by 2030. Net zero, of course, meaning zero carbon emissions, of course. And then the company releases a fancy press release. To talk about their pledge, they put this pledge in a fancy logo all over their products and marketing materials. They shout it from the rooftops, hey, look at us, we care about the planet. Here are three examples of climate pledges, okay? Amazon. Amazon pledged to zero out emissions of half its shipments by 2030. Shell Oil pledged to build a pipeline of carbon credits through investment in forest preservation and other carbon-absorbing projects around the world. And BP, another oil giant, pledged to reduce emissions by as much as 35% by the end of this decade. What do Amazon, Shell, and BP all have in common? Well, over the past year, these three companies, Amazon, Shell, and BP, either scaled back or completely retreated from their lofty pledges. And they aren't the only ones. Net Zero Tracker examined more than 1,000 companies with pledges to zero out their emissions by 2050. And Net Zero Tracker found that 38 of them, so less than 4% of them, are doing the bare minimum required under the Paris Agreement's goal of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. The rest, so 96 percent of these companies, they're not even meeting the starting line criteria that was laid out by the UN. And the starting line criteria, just so we're all on the same page, calls for companies to first track their carbon footprint across the supply chain, to cut emissions, to create a scientifically credible plan for using carbon offsets, and to report annual progress on meeting climate targets. 96 percent of companies that Net Zero Tracker tracked are not even at the starting line. 
So what does this all mean? It means that the future of our planet and perhaps humanity, we're leaving it up to voluntary corporate action. We're just sitting back and hoping that the corporate giants decide that they feel like doing the right thing. And that's because the United States has no national climate law with emissions targets that industries must meet. The U.S. does not tax carbon, which, by the way, many economists say is the most efficient and practical way to nudge businesses toward cutting their carbon footprint. And those scope three emissions by U.S. financial regulators, they have been unable to agree on scope three emissions, which, again, would simply require companies to report their emissions, not even change their emissions, just report them accurately. And so the lack of action by companies to have made these climate pledges, it is particularly consequential because, of course, let's all just remind ourselves, scientists warn there is no time for delay. We are in a global emergency and emissions must be cut now rather than a decade or two in the future. Next up, we have some good news, some potential good innovations. A company says it has found a way to remove CO2 from the air for very little money. And so before we talk about the technology and what might be happening, I just need to mention that when we talk about halting global warming and climate change, it can be easy to say that the solution is as simple as transitioning away from fossil fuels, right? But we have to get off fossil fuels and, at the same time, simultaneously remove carbon from the atmosphere. And that's because we're just not there yet with regard to renewable technology. So carbon removal, we've covered it on the show before. I'll link to it in the show notes if you need it. But we need it. Well, a startup called Graphite says it has discovered a super simple way to take carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and store it underground for a thousand years. It involves making bricks out of smushed up pieces of plants. It could be a game changer for the carbon capture industry, and that's because the process is quite inexpensive. The simplest way I can describe the process is to say this. They are using plants to trap CO2, and then they're stuffing these plants underground. Now let's get into it a little bit deeper. Plants and trees sequester carbon, don't they? But when plants and trees decompose, they release all that carbon they've captured back into the atmosphere. So that's the problem. Well, this company, Graphite, plans to avoid that decomposition by taking plant waste from timber harvesters and farmers, drying it thoroughly, removing all the microbes that would cause it to decompose, and then in a process that they call carbon casting, the company will compress all this waste and wrap it into something that looks like a shoebox-sized Lego brick. Then they'll store these Lego bricks, they'll stack them on top of each other underground, 10 feet underground to be precise. And again, the company believes that with the right monitoring systems, these blocks can stay underground, holding all that carbon for a thousand years. Now, the price tag is what's particularly interesting. The company claims they can store CO2 for around $100 a ton, which is quite cheap. And that number is considered a milestone for affordably removing carbon dioxide 
from the air. So the process is cheap, which is getting a lot of people excited. Now, it does remain to be seen whether graphite will be able to scale up its operation and actually remove millions of tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. But graphite is planning to build its first project in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and the company hopes to first sequester its carbon for a customer in 2024. Next up, we're talking about Facebook and Instagram. Yes, we are meta. So internet and data collection regulations in Europe keep changing. And now Europeans in 30 countries have the option to pay about $17 a month to stop seeing ads on Facebook and Instagram. Would you pay for that? Would you pay $17 a month so that you could scroll through Facebook and Instagram and only see the updates from your friends and family that you want to see? <laughs> this option is Meta's way of complying with these new European regulations. And here's where it gets really interesting. For Europeans who decide to pay for that subscription, Meta will continue to stockpile as much data about them as before. So what kind of data? Data like the posts that you like or heart, which websites you're visiting, your physical location if you have Meta's apps installed on a smartphone, an estimate of your age range, your income, your hobbies. So Meta is still collecting all that data, but Meta will not use that information to show targeted ads to people who decide to pay $17 a month to not see the ad. Now, as of now, the cost equivalent for this no ads free scrolling, it's about $10, I believe. But early next year, it will increase to $17 a month. Now, to me, this is a lot of money. It's more than a Netflix subscription per month, right? But is it a good deal? I suppose it's based on the person, right? If you're paying a lot of money on products that you see from targeted advertisements, maybe it is a good deal. Maybe spending $17 a month to Meta so you're not spending $200 a month on stuff you don't need, maybe that's a good deal. But this is a great experiment, isn't it? Keep your eye out to see how it goes. Now, before we say goodbye today, quick two updates, one from COP28 and one from Wednesday night's Republican presidential debate. We'll start with COP28. The numbers are in and more than 2,400 people with ties to the fossil fuel industry are registered to attend COP28 in Dubai. This 2,400 people, it outnumbered nearly all the national and civil society delegations on hand to negotiate at this big climate summit. And compared to last year's summit, which was in Egypt, four times the number of people with fossil fuel ties are registered to attend. Now, what do these numbers mean? It means that the global oil and gas industry is investing and investing big to influence the world's response to climate change. Now, finally, let's talk about that Republican presidential debate. On Wednesday night here in the United States, presidential hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy did indeed claim that the climate change agenda is a, quote, hoax. Another quote, Mr. Vivek said that, quote, more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. 
There is a small reason for optimism when he made this big and untrue and not based in science statement. The crowd did boo. And then former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley jumped in. She said, yes, we do care about clean water and clean air. And yes, climate change is real. But if we really want to do something about it, Nikki Haley says we need to just tell China and India that they have to lower their emissions. With the assumption, what I got from that was it's on China and India to fix the problem. Us USers, we are free to do business as usual. Look how I tied that right back to the title of today's episode. Good job, Stephanie. Listeners, have an amazing weekend. We will be back on Tuesday. We're talking meditation. I'll see you then. Have a great weekend and take care.